You're listening to the Shamelessly Feminine Podcast, the place for the kick-ass woman who needs a kick in the ass. Your host, Jen Rosenbaum, is giving you the tools to shed shame and live the biggest life possible. So kick off your heels, get comfy, and get ready to be the boss of your life. Hey guys, welcome to the Shamelessly Feminine Podcast. I am your host, Jen Rosenbaum. And I'm here today with my co-host, Lauren Trentham. Hi, Lauren. Hi, guys. How's it going? Woohoo! So in the last podcast, we talked about Manifest Action, which was an awesome podcast. If you haven't listened, we uh, mentioned, we dropped a little hint about a Pachamama story. So we're going to tell you guys a story today. Are you ready for that? <laughs> Lauren's like, what's the story again? <laughs> I'm like, it was life-changing. <laughs> no, I know it was. I just... <laughs> I just needed a reminder. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. So I'm gonna I will tell you the story, Lauren. You can hear it just like everybody else, even though you were there. If it, if, you know, memories come back to you. Feel free to add. To no, I remember. I remember. I was just making sure we we're on the same page. <laughs> so I share this story with you because I just think it's uh it really brings together so much of what we talk about, Mother Nature and um, you know, the power of the feminine and the power of energy and believing in that. So I think it's a great story to share with everybody. And, and it was very spiritual and life-changing for me. Yeah. And the universe. Yeah. And the universe. Okay. So the year is, I don't know, 2014-ish, 14-ish? 14 or Somewhere 15. Around there. Somewhere around there. So I got asked to do an educational event for photographers in Peru. And I thought to myself, well, if I'm going to Peru, I'm going to Machu Picchu, which by the way, I just want to say on a side note, you want to talk about manifestation. Do you remember that? Um, <laughs> so funny that radio commercial, or I think it was a TV commercial too. I'm not sure, but it would be like the kids were bothering the mom, and the mom would be like, "Mommy's in Machu Picchu," even though she was like sitting on her couch, but she was having like a timeout with some dessert or something like that. And her answer would always be like, "Mommy's in Machu Picchu right now." So when my kids would annoy me, I would say, mommy's in Machu Picchu right now. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I got a call to go to Peru and I was like, whoa, I think I accidentally manifested that, but that's rad. So I called Lauren who had been to Peru before and I said, listen, Lauren, I, I got a job in Peru and I would love for you to come because the job is in Lima, but I really want to go to Machu Picchu and I don't want to go alone. So how do you feel about joining me? And she was like, uh, yes, please. So we went to Peru together and oh my God, it was such an amazing experience. So uh, we decided for a handful of days that we were going to hire um, a guide, and his name was Ruben, like the sandwich, <laughs> as he put it. That he that he told us every time, Ruben Sandwich is my name. Ruben Sandwich. So Ruben was, I mean, he was Inca, like as Inca as they come, right? Like it's Quechuan that he speaks, right? Quechuan was his mm-hmm. first language. English was like his third language. Like it was. He, sp- he spoke like five or six languages. Yeah. He was yeah. pretty amazing. So he's going to take us around for a few days and show us the ruins and, and then take us to Machu Picchu as the grand finale. So the first day we go see these ruins and they're impressive guys. Like if you've never been to Peru, they're pretty impressive. You know, they're big and they're heavy stone ruins. And it's amazing because back then they don't have the machinery and the tools and the equipment to move all this stuff. So you say to Ruben, well, how did this all get here? And Ruben's answer is aliens. 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 Duh. Okay, Ruben. (laughs) Sandwich. (laughs) 
whatever you say. Okay. You know, and Lauren and I, like we're pretty open to things, right. But like we go through this day and we're seeing all the ruins that the aliens left and where, you know, the aliens built and, you know, we're going, okay, Ruben, the aliens, the aliens, you know, whatever you think. And he's like dead serious. No, I don't understand what you don't understand. The aliens came and brought it here. Okay. Okay. Ruben. Okay. So everywhere we go, I'm very energy sensitive. So everywhere we go, like I'm putting my hands on the rocks and I'm going, Lauren, they're cold. I don't understand. There's no energy here. Like where I don't feel any energy. I want to be, feel connected and I want to feel energy. And this is going on for a bunch of days. And believe me, I'm enjoying, I mean, Peru is a beautiful country and it's very impressive what they have there, but I'm just like, "Hmm, where's the energy? Did the aliens take that too? When they left, like what's going on here? And then on day, I think it was like day three, we go first thing in the morning to Mirai. And the minute we go to Mirai, I get out of the car and I turn to Lauren. I go, this is the place. Yeah. This place. I'm tingling. Yes. I could feel it in my fingers. It was like tingling. And we walked over to the ruins and I, I put my hands on the stone. Remember I got on my knees, I put my hands on the stone and they were warm. And I was like, yes, I knew it. I knew there was energy here. Now this is a place where the Peruvians, um, planted a lot of, um, crops to basically, I don't, there's a proper word, but I don't know what the word is, but they used to like get the seeds used to the, yeah, they were, they were acclimatizing them. So they would plant them lower and then they would raise them a little bit every year or so to get them climatized so that they could take them up to the high, high peaks. Yeah. So it's really beautiful. There's a lot of different layers and it's a, it's like a terraced. Yeah. If you've ever seen, um, thank you for being much more graceful with your verbiage. <laughs> If you've ever seen the Peruvian um, or the Peru logo, it's like a P that's like in a circular shape. It's based off of Mirai. That's kind of what it looks like. So it's, it's really beautiful. And in addition to that, they had what they considered a temple there. And it was a very sacred place. They would bring the other civilizations that they would conquer there to convert them to Inca. So it was very sacred. And we were the first ones there. I'll never forget Ruben like picked up the um, berries. Do you remember? And he like rubbed it in his skin and he was like, this is how they have ink. And this is, you know, this and that. And we were like, ah, we're so excited. We were, there was really nobody there because it was so early in the morning. So, which was very abnormal because that place is very popular. Yes. Well, when we left, it was packed. It was yeah. Crazy. So throughout these few days, Ruben had introduced us to, Pachamama. Pachamama is essentially mother nature. Um, she's not a God per se, right? They don't, they don't worship her, but they do pray to her or, um, I'm not exactly sure what the exact terminology is, but they do. Yeah. It seems like, yeah. Like she's more like a spirit who's like always there in everything. Yeah. And she really controls a lot of the, you know, the weather and the harvest. So if you're, if, if Pachamama is happy, you will have a good harvest. If Pachamama is not so happy, you piss her off. It's not going to be good for you. And she is represented by a rainbow, the rainbow color. So this is how you can see Pachamama, right? And this is how she becomes visible. So, but there's other ways too. So what happened was we go to this temple where they convert people to Inca. And it's a hole in the ground. I mean, literally, that's what it is. It's a hole in the ground. But, but there's it's so, giant. It's giant. And there's so much energy. And I'm just like, I want to get in the hole. Now, a lot of places, they don't <laughs> let you down in there because it's sacred, you know? And we were like, Ruben, can we go in the hole? And he's like, yeah, sure. Let's go down in the hole. So we go down in the hole. And it's really nothing, you guys. It's really just a hole in the ground. And 
we say to him, can we just like, can we just sit here and just absorb like what's happening right now? He's like, sure. So we lay down in the dirt and Ruben's playing his flute, his Peruvian flute, which is so Peruvian. It was awesome. And then he says to us, Hey ladies, do you want me to call Pachamama for you? And we were like, okay, Ruben, call Pachamama for us. <laughs> you know, whatever that means, you know? <laughs> Now it was a beautiful day. I will never forget. It's one of those, it was like probably 60 to 65 degrees, beautiful day, clear sky. There were a bajillion birds in the sky, in the, in the trees chirping, right? Like it was all you could hear was birds chirping and his flute. And we were like, okay, Ruben, call Pachamama, blow us away. Right. And he said, okay, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to play the flute and sing my song. And I'm going to call on Pachamama and she's going to come and she's going to, the wind, you'll feel the wind swirl around and then leave. And that's Pachamama. And we were like, okay, Ruben, whatever. (laughs) So we lay down, I'm laying down with my hands up, close my eyes. Lauren's laying down with her hands down. And I wanted to feel the earth. And you wanted to, what, what was your reasoning? I don't know. I was just being open, I guess. Like it felt yeah. more open to me to be mm-hmm. with palms up and he starts playing the flute and he sings his little song. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, every bird stops chirping at the same time. So and, quiet. Right. It was so quiet. And I thought to myself, what is happening here? <laughs> like what, what is, and then it sounded like a freight train. coming towards us. Right. See, I I remember. (laughs) (laughs) I swear I'm not making this up. It sounded like a freight train coming toward us. And all of a sudden the wind swooshed around the hole and just as quickly as it came, it left. And when it left, the birds started chirping again and Ruben plays the flute down. I can tell you when that was happening, my fingers were twitching because my palms were up. My fingers were twitching. When, when the wind left, my fingers stopped twitching and I sat up, tears in my eyes, like hysterically crying. You were crying. I was crying. I was crying. Yeah. And Ruben looked at us like, what's the big deal? I called on Pachamama and she came. And she came. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, Ruben, whatever you say about aliens, I believe you 100%. <laughs> anything you have to say, I, I believe you tell me anything. I believe you. So then, you know, I'm all like a Ruben fan now. Like now I'm like, Ruben, tell me about this and tell me about that. And how did this happen? And, you know, because Ruben knows everything and he's like one with Pachamama. And, you know, she's a badass bitch, by the way, like that. She's like, you call on her. She shows up. It was like intense. So then the next day we go to Machu Picchu and we climb up to the top of Machu Picchu. Well, we don't climb in fairness. We took a bus, but we get to the top of Machu Picchu. There is a part that you climb. So right. we climbed the part you're like allowed to climb. Right. And, uh, we turn around and the back of Machu Picchu, it's like a, it's just like, how do you even explain it? It's like, you don't even want to look over because you, it's a yeah. cliff. Like you'll die. Like you just, yeah. it's a big cliff on the back. So we turn around and all of a sudden right in front of our eyes, appears a rainbow. Like it literally, you turn around, it wasn't there. And it appeared as we turned around and looked. And I was like, Oh my God, look at the rainbow. And Ruben was like, you guys, I've never seen a rainbow in Machu Picchu. Now he goes to Machu Picchu at least once a week. He's a tour guide. Like this is yeah, what he for like, for like 18 years or something. He's been going up there. And he, he said he very, never saw one, never saw a rainbow in Machu Picchu. Very nonchalantly. See Pachamama has your back. She's following you everywhere you go. 
And I was like, whoa. Now Lauren and I see rainbows everywhere. Everywhere. Right? We're I get double rainbows in front of my house all the time. Yep. And that's our that's our Machu Picchu rainbow story with Pachamama. Yes. But I just, I remember the sound. Like it was, it was the birds were chirping, the sun was shining, then it was dead quiet. And then it was literally like, yeah. <laughs> it was like, what is that? Like, there's no train tracks up here. Like it was intense. It was super intense. And we were the only ones there. Yeah. And then I was just, I was like, I wasn't hysterical, but it was like water was just pouring down yeah. the side of my face. Like someone turned on a faucet and I was like, I'm crying, but where, like, where's this water? Like, this water, what's happening? It was so bizarre. I'm crying, but not crying. Yeah, it was crazy. And then I remember when we were leaving, it was so crowded, and I didn't understand why were we the only two people there. The only people. It was so bizarre. So I hadn't known about the aliens because that was I. I had gone like eight or nine months before you and I, I had gone with my family and we rode motorcycles around Peru for like three weeks or something. It was phenomenal. They have the most amazing roads. And we had went to the Nazca lines, which the Nazca lines are on the coast and they really are. They don't, they don't know how those things got created, but you can see them from the air and they're like almost like these giant landing strips. Yeah. And they have, anyways, they have all of these animal figures. Yeah that have been just like kind of carved into the ground and they don't know how they made them and they don't know how they have the perspective to make them. But then there's one, the only one that's not an animal because there's a monkey and a hummingbird and the only one that's not an animal looks like an astronaut. Like it has boots and it has like a dome. Just Google it, you guys. I'm Google it right now. Peru is freaky, man. They, they don't, they, science, scientists don't understand who made the Nazca lines. How do you spell Nazca lines? It's N A N A Z A C A. Yeah. Wow. That's. Oof. I'm gonna hold on. So Ash- when when I went with you and Ruben Sandwich was telling us about the aliens, like I had already heard quite a bit about that, and before I went, I watched those ancient alien shows yeah. <laughs> with that guy in the crazy hair. But yeah, they don't know. So Pachamama, like. That's intense. And I think it's so fitting for you because of the time you spent thinking about the universe and mother nature in that way. And it was just like, she came to, she came to see us. She showed up Mm -hmm. and I see rainbows everywhere, everywhere. It's so crazy. I remember, um, shortly after that, I went on a cruise with my family and the curtains, we, we, I woke up one morning. I was like, all I want to do is like open the curtains. And my daughter was like, don't open the curtain. It's too early. And I'm like, no, no, no. I feel like I need to see what's outside. I just feel like I need to know. And I opened the curtain and there was a giant rainbow from one end to the other. Cause we were out in the middle of the Atlantic ocean, like nothing around us, huge rainbow. And I remember going, Oh my God, you guys, you have to look at my son goes, Hey, Pachamama's here. Oh, <laughs> so cute! <laughs> they know about my love. I love Pachamama, but yeah, man, that feminine energy and that feminine force is so incredible. What a spiritual experience that was! Mm-hmm. I'm so glad we had it together. It was so amazing. Yes, it was just a great tri- trip in general. Like the conference went well, ish. <laughs> so, can I tell the story? So, we show up to this conference. Jen's been invited to speak, and um, she pretty much like they were like, yeah, we'll have a translator for you because all of the attendees were Peruvian. 
So we get there and the, the guy that translate does a great job in Jen's like opening session. So we're like, oh, this is going to be awesome. So then we go to the second session and they like pulled her translator and put someone else in. And this guy, <laughs> he didn't know. I know about English. It wasn't. And Jen's like teaching the class and the guy's like looking at me. So I ended up having to translate Jen's whole class, like in conjunction with this guy, because I I am fluent in Spanish, but it was like, thank God that you, you dragged me along because thank God <laughs> that guy. Oh my God. He just kept looking at me and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to take over. <laughs> I, was I was like, exhausted. Lauren, how do you feel about translating for me? But the, the crazy thing is I understood what they would be asking me. Like I understood right. their questions, but I couldn't, I don't know enough Spanish to answer them. Right. That so fun. I just remember being so exhausted because translating is tough and it was like, it was like eight hours or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also for lunch, they serve this amazing lunch at this <gasps> conference and they put on this huge show for us with these horses. They teach these horses to walk a different way so that when you're drinking on the horseback, your drink doesn't spill. You guys have to like look this up. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. They're <laughs> called the Peruvian... <laughs> yeah, the Peruvian paso horse, so P A S O, and they teach them to kick their legs out towards the side so when they gallop, they don't like their upper body doesn't move and it looks really interesting. It's really So cool. they did like this whole horse show for us when we were And they eating. were serving us pisco sours. Yeah. I mean, nobody wants to go to work after horse shows and drinking. <laughs> I was like, I love it. And then translating. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I could live here forever. This place is awesome. But just don't eat the meat because they tell you it's whatever they want. And Ruben Sandwich was like, it's horse. I don't care what they tell you. <laughs> it's horse. It's either horse or guinea, or guinea pig. Guinea pig. I know. They yeah. do. They eat the guinea pigs. But they it was have a- delicious food there. They have amazing food there and an incredible culinary scene actually in Lima. Uh, especially, it's like one of the up and coming... Well, it was back then. I'm sure it's come now. It's amazing. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a great experience. And I just think, uh, you know, again, it's so funny. It goes to show like what we're taught and we just believe it to be true and we don't question anything. You know, like Ruben was like, it's aliens. This is just what I know. This is what I've been taught. It's what I believe. And we thought he was wrong until he was not wrong at all. <laughs> we right. were like, we believe you, Ruben. You have changed our minds. So Jen, when you say it was life-changing, could you tell us more about that? Like, did it change your life because now you believe in this feminine, like in a different way than you did before? I think it's changed my perspective on a lot of things. I think that um, it really made me understand that we are connected to the universe, that we really are all energy and that all of this time where I, I do try to manifest or I talk to the universe or I pray or whatever you call it, you know, for each individual person is that actually there, there is a force out there that it it does exist. And that, that energy that I feel is a real thing and that I can't downplay that. And, um, it just sort of gave me the pat on the back that was like, yeah, you, you understand and you got it and you're, it's okay. You know, it might not be what most people think, or it might not be what anybody thinks, but if you believe it and it's showing up in this way, then it's true and it's cool. You know, like it's, it's a good positive energy. And I think also that trip really opened my eyes so much to how other people live and, you know, just, I'm not just talking about money or religion. I'm just talking about the fact that we are all, there's so much variety in this world and we're so small. 
we're so small. And like our problems that seem so big in our little part of the universe is so minuscule and so unimportant and so small. Even big things like cancer or death or divorce or whatever, as big as they feel to us, sometimes we just need that perspective of a bigger picture. And Machu Picchu and Pachamama and seeing how people live there just gave me a bigger picture. You know, not to mention when you go there, you see the Milky Way, you know, in the sky and you're like, God, I am so small and my problems are so small. You know, what am I so stressed about? I just got to live this life and enjoy this life, you know? So that's, Mm -hmm. it was a combination of a lot of things on that trip. This is why I love travel so much. I really do. Because you can't always get that kind of perspective sitting in your own home. Yeah, no, you absolutely cannot. Yeah. Yeah. When's our next trip? I know we need to make one. Um, and we need to bring Allie, our other friend with us. Yes, for sure. And uh, maybe we need to like record that <laughs> <laughs> so people can see the madness that goes on when we travel. But yeah, I mean, that Pachamama story, if I wasn't there, I wouldn't believe it. So if you're like, oh, whatever, and you don't believe it, trust me, I'm telling you as much as I am talking right now, it is a hundred percent true. It was mm-hmm. unbelievable. And if you do go to Peru, look for Ruben Sandwich. He's the best. <laughs> Should we read a shine card before we go? Yes, please. I hope you guys enjoyed this story. If you want to hear more of our shenanigans, you let us know. All right. Let me pull one out. We're going to need something after this. We're going to run out of cards. Oh, this is so crazy. It's so crazy to me how these cards, like, oh, I swear to you, I open it right here. Did you hear my noise opening it? I heard it and I watched you on the video. I do not plan these cards and they always coordinate with what we're talking about. God, how does that happen? Okay. Shine like the whole universe is yours. Oh my gosh. What? Right? (laughs) Guys, the whole universe is yours. You just have to believe it. I'm putting that one in to save. That was awesome. The whole universe is yours. We're all connected. I love it. Love it. Love it. Anything else to part with, Lauren? I don't think so. Just be looking for Pachamama, y'all, in the next rainbow. Yeah. If you guys see a rainbow, post a picture in the Facebook group. I want to see it. Lauren wants to see it. Ask Pachamama to show up. She will. She's a good listener. She's a a woman. She's a good listener. (laughs) Are you looking for one now? Lauren? Yes. There's no looking out my window today, which sucks. But yeah, there's... It's raining here in Oregon. Oh, well, maybe. You know what happens after rain? Rainbows. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> all right, guys, if you love the podcast, please make sure you check us out at our Facebook group, Shamelessly Feminine. And also please give us a five-star rating and pass on the podcast to somebody that might love it just as much as you do. Thanks guys. Have an awesome day. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Shamelessly Feminine podcast. If you loved what you heard, be sure to leave a rating and review on iTunes so that more women can learn to live a badass life. To learn more about this movement, go to shamelesslyfeminine.com and join our Shamelessly Feminine Facebook group. Until next time, go out there and be the boss of your life.